Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs> Steve Chapman. Welcome to hour three of the Donna and Steve show. That was just embarrassing. I was trying to support you doing that funny hey y'all because people know that's not actually how you speak. So it was like delivered comedically, and I thought if I supported it by laughing, it might help it to land better. Hmm. No, but good line. Welcome Thanks. back, everybody. Welcome back. Hey, by the way, it's thunderstorming in the West Metro right now. Yeah, it looks pretty uh, pretty dark out here too. It was about as dark as I've ever seen it during the day, and then I looked and I was like, "Is there a flash that I'm seeing?" And then a big crack of thunder what a Mm. weird time yeah this time of year is tricky yesterday i put on a sweater and then it was like you know in the upper 60s but it was felt like it was 30 degrees when i left the house so i have a question about this okay let's say you keep your home temperature static all year long it's always let's say at 68 degrees okay yeah that's a little high wow (laughs) okay um we run hot in my house okay continue whatever you keep it at in the summer you're while indoors not indoor outdoor indoor outdoor but just like while hanging out indoors it is not unreasonable for you to be sitting around in shorts and a tank top or just like light gear that being said if the internal temperature of your home is the same but it is winter and it is cold outside, it seems almost foolish to do it, even if you don't go outside. So if you're in the same building, the temperature is the same, and you're not experiencing the temperature outside Mm -hmm. to contextualize how you feel. Isn't it odd that like we feel colder in the winter and warmer in the summer? Yes. What's up with that? I don't know. I'm sure we'll get emails explaining science to us. (laughs) <laughs> all of our scientists put their beakers down ah darn it they asked that other question hang right on again <laughs> send them a note haven't they learned um you know it's funny you say that because i have had my heat on but i have it set to like 65 yeah i was so hot in the middle of the night the other day and i was like i cannot take this i get up i look and it's 70 something 75 mm-hmm. in the actual temperature versus what it's set at, right? Yeah, yeah. So I put it, I just turned it completely off. I'm like, I cannot deal with this fluctuation in temperature. But that probably wasn't going to help. You probably needed to turn the air conditioning on. I thought about that, but instead I opened the windows. Okay, same thing. We're cooling it down. Yeah, and turn the fan on in the kitchen, things like that. It's just interesting. It's very interesting. It's interesting how we feel in our homes. It really is. And it's interesting to hear where people keep their temperature. That should be a question that we do tomorrow. We've done that, Donna. Oh, we have. I know. This is the, it's in the world of, we all we ask the same questions over and over and just hope that people forgot Forget. like we did. <laughs> but yeah, because you said that you keep yours at like 66. I don't, uh, 68 would be 
the highest I would go in the winter. Anything over 70, we're like dying. It's so hot. I don't know. Maybe I have a high efficiency furnace. That, that it just has takes a nothing little. Nothing to do with the temperature in your house. We're not talking oh, about. I'm just saying, don't flex on your high efficiency water heater and furnace and all that other garbage in your utility room. All right, this has to do with the, just the resting temperature in your space and what do you feel comfortable at. And yours, I remember yours leaned low, but then when we asked the question, a lot of people keep theirs in like the low. 60s and then what about in the uh in the in the summer you keep it pretty like somewhere in the 60s as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah so you would never set your thermostat to like 71 or 72 not unless it was like 20 below zero outside which again doesn't make doesn't sense make, i don't know, you know i don't know inside. the answer i think you have to keep the fan on i'm a on your oh, thermostat oh do you run that biatch all day i just yes Okay. It's off at the moment, though, because it was blowing hot air. Thank you. But you wish you had an off switch for me, blowing all this hot air. Who? You damn right. Hold on. Let me give you this for a second. Wait. By the way, if you want to email us and just tell us what temperature you keep your thermostat at, you can. I'll put it up on my... I'll take this Facebook... didn't get to any of the other emails. We had other emails? Oh, my God. Yes. We had about 15 other emails. Did you not check the email after you asked people to email? <laughs> I posted on our Facebook and was curating from there. I thought you would have brought forth emails that you were seeing. We ran out of time. What do you want to do? Do you want to do it now? Maybe we'll do it during our study. You're telling me you want to do it next break? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So do you want me to put the thermostat question up or not? No. I'm doing it. Don't do it. I'm doing it. Oh, my God. Everybody's doing it. Sea-do. I had a story. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have a story about The Rock. Oh, hold on a second. Here we go. Welcome to The Rock. I want to talk. This is Rock Talk. Just get me The Rock. I want to talk. Where Donna and Steve talk about The Rock. I want you to talk. He's so funny. He's just a funny guy. Have you seen his wax figure that they did in Paris? I have. I mean, you could tell it's him. They just really lightened his skin. And there are some that, this was not a Madame Tussauds. Madame Tussauds has done a few of him, and they look very, very realistic. Very good. Yeah, this one. This one, not great. He looks like, I mean, again, you could tell it's him because of the shape of his face and, you know, the way he's built and everything. But it's just wrong. They they made him look like a white guy. People even compared it to Mr. Clean and Vin Diesel. So he's going to do something about it. He said, for the record, I'm going to have my team reach out to our friends at Greven Museum in Paris. Greven. I probably completely butchered that. He said, this way we could work at updating my wax figure with some important details and improvements, starting with my skin. (laughs) And he said, and the next time I'm I'm in Paris, I'll stop in and have a drink with myself. Which I thought was interesting. Okay, then 
I Did you lo- also see that he said, is this how y'all, uh, the, the, the original guy who posted the video mocking the wax figure said, is this how y'all felt when you lost the Little Mermaid? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which The Rock said he legit belly laughed at. That is that. very funny. Um, <laughs> then I looked at Lil Wayne's um, wax muse. He's, he's got like a figurine also, or a figure in Tennessee. <laughs> I thought that one looked pretty good. So now I feel like I'm seeing things. <laughs> Steve, that does not look good. I think it kind of looks like Lil Wayne. It does, but it's almost like a caricature of him. I'm, I'm, the internet will be against me on this one. Lil Wayne said, sorry, Wax Museum, but that bleep ain't me. You tried, though, and I appreciate the effort. You got to love the, uh, the different diplomatic efforts there of Lil Wayne and The Rock. Maybe Lil Wayne just, I don't know. That looks cartoonish to me. Anyway, we could post these, right, Mike? Oh, yeah, we're going to post it. Okay, we'll post these up so everyone can look at them on our show links. Hey, we, no, we got we to gotta get a review of Killers of the Flower Moon from Mike. Let's do it. All right, we'll get to that when we come back. And I don't know if we have time for a study. We'll squeeze it in. Well, no, remember we already teased more of the no. emails. You really want to do that? You. Okay. I don't know. We have too much. We have too much content on this show. Which, Did you hear that, bosses? <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be all back. Right, we'll we'll get it all figured out. Rocco here for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. Talking about end-of-life stuff isn't exactly the most fun conversation, but it's something we all need to discuss with our families. Both of my parents have told me they'd like to have a simple cremation, and my talkers know my mom's already prepaid and pre-planned everything with Crescent Tide so that my sister and I don't have to stress about things or even pay for it. Thanks, Mom. Crescent Tide Cremation Services, a family-owned business right here in St. Paul. Check them out today. Use my talk keyword cremation. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is usually fun. Donna. Hey. Come on. I know. It's just that we were bickering and I feel bad. <laughs> All right. bicker every day. That is true. Anyway. So you presented this call-in segment slash email segment where you wanted to know how you maybe save the day for someone or vice versa. Yes, but first, mm-hmm. let's, we'll tease that. We'll get to that. I don't think we'll get to studies here. Okay. But let's begin. We'll get back. We had some good email responses that Donna saw. But Miguel saw the movie based on the book that no one's reading, <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, lots of people read the book. That's why it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Donna's upset that she's the only one who got the book. She thought we were all doing a book club. I thought we were. We punked her. Ashton Kutcher style. Um, Anyway, Mike saw the movie yesterday Yeah. in the theater. Three and a half hours worth of it. How was it? It was a masterpiece. Oh, wow. Wow. Now, does every masterpiece entertain? Mm. Uh, I I love Martin Scorsese. I... (laughs) I love Leonardo DiCaprio. I was waiting for this movie so, so, so very much, and I was so excited for it, and uh, it's a hard, as you're probably learning as you're reading the book, it is a terribly sad, depressing story, Mm. and um, I think the book, uh, the book, from what I understand, 
is more along the lines, and I don't know how far in you are and Not where you're very. at in the story, but it, it, it's a, it's <laughs> really... Someone was murdered. Shut up, Steve. <laughs> the book is titled Killers of the Flower Moon, the Osage Murders, and the Birth of the FBI. And mm-hmm. I think it's a little more of the birth of the FBI uh. in the book, at least later on in it. Okay. Um, it's less of that with this movie and more about the family and the Osage Murders. And it's heavy. It is sad. It is just depressing. And... Uh, it's perfectly done. It's masterfully done. It's beautiful. The acting is incredible. All of those things. But it's for three and a half hours. Of just a bummer. Of that. Yeah. Which sometimes Scorsese tells things in a very dark, sometimes violent way, which is great. I usually love it. And sometimes mix in some good entertaining moments to go along with it. Right. Or like some dark, some humor. Exactly. You know, like Wolf of what Wall Street has, yeah. has a lot of a humor to it. You're not going to get any of that. Okay, okay. So, wow. What's your, uh, let's do this on a scale of 1 to 10. Yeah. On your, I'm going to use the word enjoyment, even though it's a dark and a heavy movie. So maybe that doesn't fit, but, you know, you paid money, you went and saw it, you did the whole thing. 1 to 10. Enjoyment. Um, 7. Yeah, 7. Okay. Like you can, do, overall- you can do a long movie. Obviously, we just had Oppenheimer this past year, and it was a three-hour movie, but there were a lot of entertaining aspects, too. A really dark, heavy, depressing story. So, I mean, they both have a lot of similarities from that standpoint, but you can do it in a more entertaining way. This is a, a movie also with the Osage murders, and we've talked about, like, um, 1923 and 1883. And the history of the, the Native Americans and how they were treated. And, yes. Uh, I mean, just... Really hard to watch. But again, Taylor Sheridan has done a really good job of telling stories in an entertaining way that mm-hmm. are very hard to watch, very dark, very difficult, but still are entertaining. This is uh, this is it's a long movie. It is a somebody said this in a review, and I totally agree with it, that um, it's a movie that you really appreciate, even though it's hard to enjoy. Got it. I, Which that I sounds like is... a Donna review, doesn't it? A little bit. <laughs> uh... Yes. Yes. When he said it was a masterpiece. Are all masterpieces entertaining? And I was like, that's a Donna line. Like, right that's there. exactly what I said when I talked about um, somebody, everybody, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know what the hell was going on. And this lady <laughs> comes out and she's got hot dog fingers. And then, then there's like just this bizarre stuff, tax stuff. And then I don't ever need to see it again, but it was a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> If sure. that makes sense. Yep. Because to me, a movie, it doesn't have to be fun. Of course. I just want to feel something. Make it, me feel something. And that's the other thing, too, whereas they're dealing with some really heavy things, and I'm an easy Emotional, I'm an easy too. guy to get when I'm watching a movie. Very easy. Hmm. There was one scene where I got a little weepy, but that was it. And it was like, it, there could have even been more of that, more heartstring pulling more emotion in okay. it. I feel like there wasn't a ton of emotion. It was more of me watching this amazing story being told to me. But the emotional attachment, me jumping into it really didn't happen. So it's that's one of the reasons why I struggle with it. But I love like I said, Martin Scorsese, I was looking so forward to this movie, but it it, it wasn't better than like what we saw with Oppenheimer or what we've seen some Got some it. of these other heavy movies. It's but great to see three and um, a half is just too long too. They could have edited it down so much. Sure. I, I also think it's fascinating to watch acting, yeah. like great acting. For sure, and you're getting plenty the of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, good to know. Is it, 
Are there parts that are so hard to watch, though? Um, no. Okay. There's a couple moments where I looked away, so I okay, guess there are there are some, but I had to look away. Um, Lily Gladstone plays uh, Molly Burkhart. Um, she is fantastic. Um, she was amazing in this movie. Leo, of course, was wonderful. Robert De Niro plays a huge, huge role in it. He's a big time character in it as well. And then Jesse Plemons gets introduced a little bit later on, and he's fantastic as okay. well. So the acting, oh, I mean, so it's incredible, award winning. It's going to win a ton of awards. It's going to be great. It was great. I would recommend seeing it, but I'm just go in with the idea that you're going to appreciate more than you're going to entertain. Okay. Be entertained. I'm going to wait for this to stream. I know that's just going to make Marty mad, but he'll get <laughs> yeah, over it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sit in a theater for three hours. Yeah, plus. that did not sell me to sit down and see it, and it certainly didn't uh, tempt me to buy the book. I will say it was my first time <laughs> It was my first time ever uh, enjoying a movie at uh, Main, St. Anthony Main oh, Theater. Oh, that used to be my oh, go-to yeah. theater. I, I loved it. So we did a whole afternoon in in, uh, in Minneapolis. We That's stopped. Nice. We walked across like uh, Nicollet uh, Island there, did the walk over there, got some food, walked over, did the movie, then walked right over and did the football game. That's and awesome. it was just a really, really fun, awesome That's day. That's a great birthday. Yeah, it was yeah. all my favorite things. Yeah, Yay. when you lined it up for us, like... Like starting in the day. So wait, remind, remind everybody again. You started with Killers of the Flower Moon or breakfast first? or? Uh, yeah, we just stopped for pizza, I guess, around noon. And then okay. walked over and watched the movie. And then walked over and had the football games. So That's awesome, perfect. Mike. Yeah. Glad it was That's a good fun. birthday. Well, Happy wonderful. birthday. How Thanks old are so you? Uh, 37. 37. Oh, Halfway to 74. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Steve does that to everybody, just for the record. It's just the math. Yeah. Facts. That's all. It's I'm halfway to 78. Okay. We're doing the halfies now. Yes. Okay. Bye. See you guys. <laughs> we now will play a bed of non-royalty music, music for the next 36 minutes. Yeah. Good night, Minneapolis. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Hmm. I have a list of things that people would do to be uh, debt-free. I saw this. There's a couple of interesting things on there. Like someone pulled a thousand Americans. And they ask things like, would you give up your car for a year to be completely debt free? 30% of people would do that. That's pretty good. That is. Yeah. Your phone for a year. Now the number gets lower. <laughs> 22% would ditch their phone. Wow. I mean, I suppose if you could use an iPad or something like that. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd give up the phone before the car yeah good call steve good call um how about your pet for a year oh you would easily give up rex right donna he's right beside me oh sorry rex sleeping you know why he's sleeping now because he just got over a long night of sleeping (laughs) what's going on with these dogs why do they go out they quickly go out they they do their morning business outside and then they come back in i am spent I don't think they're really sleeping. I think they're just resting. This fur ball is comatose. Really? Yes. Hmm. Maybe you would give them up for a year. It's not like you're going to notice. Donna! <laughs> Same name game. Oh, yeah. Next. Woohoo! I'm going to go pet my dog. All right. Hey, it is Rocco for MNFatLoss.com. I was just talking to a guy the other day. He said, hey, I'm going to sign up for MNFatLoss.com. What can you tell me? I said, hey, it worked for me. I got to eat foods I liked. I got to eat meats and vegetables and fruits that I liked. 
and I watched the pounds come off. I lost about 25, 30 pounds in just about two months. And like I said, I did it eating foods I liked. I told him there's all sorts of great condiments and sauces and salad dressings out there that you didn't even know existed that you can eat as part of this weight loss plan and watch the pounds come off. I got a whole list of testimonials here from people who, like me, have had success on the MNFatLoss.com program. It can happen to you too. Here's what you gotta do. You gotta get that free consultation and you can even do it over the phone. You don't need to take a day off of work. You're gonna go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. I can't wait to hear about your success story. Hi, it's the final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Steve, I have a little fun fact for you. All right. I know your your blind spot is couples. Uh, yes, yeah, celebrity couples, yep. This is an interesting one. Okay. The the let me try this again. The daughter of Kurt Cobain, Frances Bean, mm-hmm. and Courtney Love's daughter as well, has just married Tony Hawk's son, Riley. Oh. That's random, isn't it? Kind of random, kind of fun. And boy, they both can relate. Right, being, you know, kids of famous parents or right. at least one famous parent. Um, oh, oh, and get, get, get a load of this. This is so fun. Francis's godfather is Michael Stipe, the lead singer of R.E.M., hmm. who officiated the ceremony. Really? I thought that was really a fun water cooler kind of thing. Um, That's interesting. I know. And they're a very cute couple. They've been together since 2021. But Frances waited until February of 2022 to confirm her relationship via Instagram. February. Because she took a year-long break, I guess, from posting. And then she shared a little PDA pic with... With him. Uh-huh. Is he a professional skater, too? I think he is. When his dad landed a 900 for the first time ever done in competition, it was must-see TV in the middle of the summer of what year would it have been? Maybe 1999? Something like that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, was that was so huge. Exciting. X Games was huge. So huge. If you remember, she... Francis Bean Cobain was previously married to a musician, Isaiah Silva, for three years. And then when they split up, do you guys remember this at all? They ended up in this court battle over one of Kurt Cobain's guitars. Mm. Um, he ended up getting it. Wow. And sold it at auction for six million dollars. Oh, my gosh. You know, and she, her whole thing was like, this was my dad's, you know, but I don't know if it was like a 50-50, you get this, I keep this, or your dad gave it to me. No, he wow. wouldn't have known as, he wouldn't have known Kurt Cobain. That was a dumb thing to say. Thank you. For um, self-editing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that one. A lot. Because we don't have the reverse whistle. We don't have the one that goes up. Yeah. We'll have to create a sound bar, you know, that has a lot of groovy stuff. Remember a year, years ago, it's probably a year ago that we tried creating some of our own 
standalone sound effects. That's right. You gotta be kidding me. (laughs) Things like that, you know? Do it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe Um, my favorite one from Donna was, ah, put a pin in it. Right. I don't know what happened to those. I don't know. We should find those. That is so funny. What if um what if one of your parents, Donna, had left behind a guitar that you thought you could get six million dollars for? And they always talked about how much the guitar meant to them. They never communicated that they wanted it to be sold, but more passed down from generation to generation. Would you would you be tempted to auction that sucker for six million? I would be tempted. I I I just don't think I could do it. Yeah. Although, you know, sometimes I look around my house and I'll go, why do I even have this? Like, why did I save this? Did I think it would be worth something? Mm-hmm. No, it's just taking up space in my house. Yeah. And I've sold a, a bunch of stuff recently. I'm like, I don't need this. Why, why is this sitting here in my basement? This was Lou the other day. Some some people have a lot of difficulty getting rid of things. I'm not super sentimental with things. Same. I am very sentimental with memories. Sure. So like videos of things, right. photos, those, yes. But like objects and stuff, maybe not as much. Lou said, why do we have this? We have like a neon green cup. It's just, and so anytime it's out and about, you just, your eye always goes to it. It's like this plastic neon green cup. We said, why do we have this? We don't need this anymore. And then I said, Let's get rid of it then. And as she went to get rid of it, she <laughs> stopped and she looked at it. And I was like, what's going on? And she said, we've had this since we moved to Albuquerque. Aww. And then so she went back to like remembering when we bought this set of four green and four black plastic cups. Because what a hot item that was back then. I don't know why we got it back then or now, but we said goodbye to it the other night. Oh, you did? That's good. You mm-hmm. know, if you have a hard time parting with something... You know, I. this is always my idea, my suggestion. Why don't you take a picture of it, mm-hmm. all the things that you're saying goodbye to, and then create a Kodak or Shutterfly picture book? <laughs> because then you still get to see these things, but it's a tiny little, mm-hmm. taking up a tiny little space on a bookshelf. That's a cute idea. I'm sorry I laughed when you said Kodak, but it's a cute <laughs> idea that it could be just a book of... Things we want to remember. Yeah. That's cute. Memory book. Um, does Kodak no longer exist? I don't know. May, I'm sure they do in some capacity. Shutterfly felt more. I knew what you were talking about there. I'm going to go to Kodak.com. Let's all do it. Eastman oh, it Kodak. Yep. yep. Okay. What are they doing now? Now it, that they don't develop our film anymore. I don't know. I don't even know how to develop film anymore. So everything's just gets lost on my phones. It's really sad. Yeah, these, uh, they do not look like the old Kodak that we used to know. Uh, go to Kodak.com if you're looking for advanced materials and chemicals today. Oh, really? Yeah. That's unfortunate. Um, Anything else? You can buy film there, yeah. Oh, find a lab for film processing. Oh, I like this. Okay. Lab locator request form. Yeah, Kodak, I'm going to write my first, last name, my email, the lab name that I'm looking for, an address. Okay. I mean, this site must have 
very little activity on a daily basis, Kodak.com. Wow, why are you shaming them? I'm not shaming them. I'm just saying I don't know that a lot of people are going to the lab locator right now. Okay. I'll do it in my own dark room. We'll do it live! Come down for moose soup after! It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it's mac and cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it can't be. If you're so Cheers, Brian. Hey, brisket day, huh? You got it. Wow, is it busy down there? Not really. Busier yesterday. Really? Oh, yeah. What was yesterday? Oh, yeah, you had the Asian chicken salad. I think it just depends on who's in the building and not. Got it. I ate that chicken salad up. Thank you for the sampler taste of uh, brisket. In what way is the brisket being served today? Is that the entree? Yep. Tell me about it. What's the meal? Just a slow roasted brisket with some baby red potatoes and balsamic carrots. Frick. Okay. You should make people say the Pledge of Allegiance before they order that. <laughs> I mean, holy America right there. That's wow. awesome. Do we have hey, a soup paired with that? I do. Not really paired, but it's a chicken pot pie soup. Today. Oh, my God. So good. I went so many years without ever trying chicken pot pie and then had it for the first time a few years ago. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you get a good one. Oh, yes. Oh, that yes. Was it was like a it's... dough made from scratch. Yeah, not that was... banquet microwave. No, no. That's no, no, good, no. too, though. What? That's good. Hey, follow up, on, like that. Follow yeah. up on the brisket. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about brisket. Donna, zip it. If you have extra, because you have a bunch of Donnas coming through the line today. Got yeah, it. It'll be soup tomorrow. Um, no, if you just want to set some aside, um, you know I'll come and purchase a, uh, a plate of just the beef. I don't need any potatoes. Okay. I don't need anything like else. Two, three pounds? Whatever wow. you did last time. And, uh, I got, I got, give me $10 worth of brisket tomorrow, all right? Hey, I'll maybe bring you this is what box. I'll do. Maybe I'll buy the entree, but I don't want the brisket. You're I just want the sides. And then you're going to save the brisket for him? There you go. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Depends how much it is. It turns right. out okay. I, I think I have a coupon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she won it at the Christmas party last year. <laughs> That's right. All right. We'll, we'll go now. Thanks, all Ryan. Right. Bye. Have Bye, a good day. Bye, everybody. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn coming in next.